You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Saturday morning, Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. Why? I mean, really dig in there and pinch. Why? Postseason basketball. Why? The Knicks. The Knicks are in the, I mean, I can't. This is, this is eight years in the making. I can't even fathom that we're here. Like, it, does, it doesn't even feel like it's real. The Knicks are in the playoffs. The Knicks are the four seed. One of the big things that I've missed, by the way, John Wallace, I'm so excited. I'm not even, like, appropriately hosting a show. I'm supposed to come on and kind of set the table and what we have, and I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be myself today. I'm just a, a different level of excited. But let me run you through. John Wallace, 10 o'clock this morning, will join the show. He does a lot of uh, Knicks work, a lot of uh, color analysis on the radio, and especially this year when COVID got in the way and guys couldn't host games and, and Brendan Brown was, uh, was off and John Wallace did a really nice job. He's going to join us at 10 o'clock uh, this morning. Of course, we're going to do Stump Rothenberg at 1030 and, and all, all the stuff that we normally do. Um, little Yankees, little Mets, obviously. Yankees terrific win. A triple play. It was wild. Uh, I'm, I'm with um, – I, I don't know. If, if you have kids, you know this, right? They just ask – Questions nonstop. Non-stop. And the other day, Alex is, I don't know, probably four or five days ago, Alex is start, he's asking me about triple plays. Dad, the triple play. Is it more rare than the triple? And he's just quite, I'm like, Alex, yes, the triple play doesn't happen. Triples happen. I said, the triple play doesn't really happen. Is it more rare than the no-hitter? I said, the no-hitter happens almost every other day at this point. So we're actually watching the game last night, honestly, because I want to watch, you know, the, the, the White Sox get a run or two off of, uh, off of Chapman and the Yankees lose first and second. We're watching the game triple play. He's like, see dad, it's not that rare. I'm like, Alex, it's rare. It, it never happens. Well, he just got to see his first ever triple play. The Mets, I, I don't know how, and I know it's the Marlins and they're not a talented team. I don't know how they win that game, but God bless the Mets really. Cause we talk about it all the time and we talk about it, getting us back to the Knicks and that is resiliency. And the Mets are right now a resilient team. They're three and one in their last four, and I couldn't even sit here and tell you what the lineup was last night, right? Honestly, that's that's where we are with the Mets right now. So a terrific win from the Mets, a great win for the Yankees, both in action today. I think the Yankees are at one o'clock, Mets are at four o'clock. But the story, and what we're going to spend the bulk of our time on today, and I want to, and I'm never usually a guy of just like call me. Yet you have to call. I need to hear from you today. Because this is something that is eight years in the making. Eight years in the making. The Knicks in the postseason. And we need to talk about this. So 800-919-3776. So I don't know why, but I woke up this morning and it just kind of hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. And that is, I can't believe, I mean, maybe it's because the playoffs start today. That's probably the reason, right? But I can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that we're sitting here and the Knicks are in the playoffs and the Knicks had this kind of a 41-win season. And they didn't just have a 41-win season, by the way. They had a 41-win season in a 72-game schedule. So think about what they've accomplished. And I know that starting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and of course we have the game and we have every game here on 98.7 ESPN. And Larry's on right after the game tomorrow night. And the first word on the game is going to be 5 o'clock on Monday morning. DCR right here on 98.7 ESPN. Me, Chris Canty, and Rick DiPietro. But can we take a moment where we just bask in the 
in the sun and soak it in of how great of a season this was? Because you know that starting tomorrow, this is going to turn into a, you know, Trey Young and Danilo Gallinari and how do you slow down John Collins and how do you keep Clint Capella off the boards? And I'm all about that. But just for a, a minute, can we just enjoy the route to get here? This team, led by Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock, Nerlens Noel, R.J. Barrett, Alfred Payton, Alec Burks. I mean, this team is the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. Now, when I say that, I don't necessarily know that they're the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference, but they have the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference. And I've heard a lot, well, they have the fourth best record because the Knicks play hard every night and not every team doesn't. I, I don't care what the reason is. I don't care if it's because they went up against the Little Sisters of the Poor who put out their best starting five every single night. The Knicks went 41 and 31, and that's remarkable. And it was a week ago that we sat here, and we had a similar conversation. It was, they're going to get the six. They're going to play Milwaukee. It's going to be daunting. Um, you know, There's no way they're going to get out of the first round. You know what? I don't know that they win this series, but they have a, they have a real chance. I mean, this is almost a pick'em series in Vegas. And I'll tell you what. I think Nate McMillan is a fine coach. I really do. I think he's a smart basketball guy, and you see what kind of a turnaround they've had since he took over there, but he's no Tom Thibodeau. He is not. And I said this the other day, and I've had a couple of days to think about it, and I know that Ty and, and, and Mike on the other side, I, I think they'll, they'll disagree. And I think a lot of you will disagree as well. I think you could argue that Tom Thibodeau did not get more out of less in the NBA, that there's no coach in sports right now no coach in all of sports right now that has gotten more out of less than Tom Thibodeau. Any coach in all of sports, you can the Florida Panthers, you can include the Patriots, you can include anybody you want, Washington, anybody you want. There is no coach in all of sports that has gotten more out of less right now. The Knicks are the, pretty much the same team that they were last year. But the coach is different. It's an improved Julius Randle. It's an improved R.J. Barrett. Right? I mean, what's really different? So the fact that we are sitting here and they are where they are. And for the first time in, I mean, eight years. Think about where you were eight years ago. I've been at the station for it'll be 11 years in November. I don't, I'm not even sure that eight years ago I had a full-time show on the station. Eight years? I don't think Rick DiPietro was at the station. I'm confident that Chris Canty was not at the station. Eight years ago? I don't even think that Alan Hahn, who's now the star of ESPN, was at ESPN at the time. Eight years? Rosenberg wasn't at the station. Eight years ago. That's a long time. That's two full Olympic Games. Eight years. That's two World Cups in eight years. You know how long it feels in between, like you're a soccer fan and, oh, the World Cup is one every four years and it's so exciting. I just can't wait for it. It's been twice that length of time. Eight years. It's amazing. It is amazing. And you have four games today. You have four games today. You have four games tomorrow. And if you're not excited now, if you're a Knicks fan or a Nets fan, and, and can we also eliminate this idea, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I, I, I really don't. But eliminate this idea that there's any kind of competition 
between the Knicks and the Nets once and for all, please. And I, re- I, I, I said I want your calls, said I want your calls on the Knicks, and you're welcome to go about the Nets as well. But I do not want to start with the more popular team. But can we put that to rest once and for all? 15,000 people at the Garden, you can't get a ticket. Similar number at Barclays Center. You, I could walk up probably 10 minutes before the game and sit wherever I wanted. Oh, where would you like to sit, Mr. Rothenberg? Let me sit somewhere near Kyrie. I mean, give me a break. Honestly, it's embarrassing. I don't want to spend the show on it. I just want it out there. If you're of the mindset that, oh, Knicks Nets is some kind of New York rivalry, put it to rest once and for all. But this is our jumping off point. And if this does not excite you, if you wake up this morning and can't be excited about where the Knicks are, then, and I mean this sincerely, find another hobby. Really, find find something else. Like, I don't know, knitting I think would probably be great, right? Maybe play with the Ouija board. Like, there has to be something. What, what's the, the, the game? You can play MLB The Show. My kids love MLB The Show or the game they used to play. What was the game they used to play, Ty, on, um, on Xbox? I forget. It was like a shooting game, but it wasn't an overly violent game. You know, you know what game I'm talking about? Uh, I can't. No idea? I can't remember. Um, oh, they all played and they used to play in teams. They played with their friends. But, but that, that's a nice thing that you could possibly do. No, no, that's violent. The, the other one. Um, I'll have to think about it. You're of, you're of no help at all to me this morning. I know why, because I usually bring you on at 9.15, and, you, and this, is, this is premature with you. So here we go. Let, let's jump off on the Knicks, please. 800-919-3776. It's a, a, a – you, like, build walls. Don't you, you know that game? You build walls, and you, you jump up the walls, and you, you play against, like, 100 people in the game. No? You're very disappointed. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, DCR with you. Now, oh, man, you know what, Ty? Let's bring you in. It happened, baby. It happened. I'm such a disappointment because I was bragging two weeks ago, and then I said last week that I, I almost slipped and did it. And and today I'm um, I'm so excited about the Knicks and I, I lost my composure and I, I let out a DCR. I'm sorry. As the phrase goes, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Well, you had to envision at some point this was. Yeah, going but to you happen. were celebrating prematurely, and and now it now it came back to bite you. So I'm I'm, I'm actually I enjoyed what just happened. Re- really? I enjoyed what just happened so much so that I'm going to cut it up and I'm going to send it to RJ and he can have some fun with that next Why? week. Why? Well, because this is what we do here at the station. Real, so, so if someone makes a, a mistake, now we make sure to circulate it as quickly as possible. Well, listen, last we're, we are, what, a week removed from you rooting against uh, your co-host Rick DiPietro performing well uh, at RJ's wedding. And I'm pretty sure if there's no, any I, type no, no, of blunder. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not. First of all, you can't stand Rick. Okay. I love that's, Rick. That's for starters. Second of all, I'm not rooting against him you performing are. well. I think that the job should have been offered to me before it was offered to Rick. Yeah, but RJ you're... and I are closer than, than Rick and RJ. <laughs> yeah, but because you feel like you you know, you were overlooked, you, you want to see him do poorly. You, you don't want to see him executed. No, that's not true. That I would like to see him do well. No, even yes. last don't... week you intimated that you want to see him just no, vomit I, all over himself. No, no. What I what I would love to have happen though is for him to have a moment of, of sheer panic and say, you know what, I I, I can't do this. <laughs> he passed the baton to you, and then he says, Dave, you take over, and, and I take over, <laughs> and I do it. That would be a disaster. Poor RJ and Andrew. I well, hope that no, doesn't why? happen. 
that's the last thing we need to happen at the wedding, man. Of all the things that no, could no, no, go no, wrong, not, we can't start like that up way. There. Not like he's up there, they walk down the aisle. No, 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 no. Like, guests are starting to arrive. Rick, you can see him, he's, he's sheet white, and he says, I, I, can't, I, I can't do this. This is... <laughs> The, no, no, no. This is too big for me. This is, like, he playing, gets the this is like playing the Rangers of the Garden. I don't want any part of it. Dave, you take over. Oh, I tag in. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Why do we got to go below the belt there? Not below the belt. I'm just saying like a big moment, like just this huge oh. moment. And he's like, I, you know what? I, he I don't just want gets the runs. I, I, yeah, I want out. <laughs> Dave, you take over. I jump in there and I perform a ceremony. Like I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. it it's going to be a beautiful day. Everything's going to go as according to plan. I don't, okay. I don't think that you should make this moment about you. This is the biggest day of RJ's life, and somehow you have to be at the top of the chart. You know, this being so important, your, your performance level at this thing. I don't, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm still horrified I wasn't offered a role. Like a, Get a over usher, it. It's okay. A, a reader, so, like, like uh, hosting Stump Rothenberg in the corner. Like, come on. Well, here's During what you cocktail do. hour, they shouldn't have me hosting like, a, a mini <laughs> Stump Rothenberg in the corner? In the corner. With that oh, I like it. Actually, Stump Rothenberg, but like the RJ and Ange edition. Oh, see, if I was offered that, I would have done that. I like that. Like the getting right to know. Right before the best man toast. Let's we do now it. have a special edition of Stump Rother brought to you by the law offices of the great Andrew M. Cohen. If you're in <laughs> And MGM of, Sports. If you're yes, and Bet MGM Sports if you're in, in search of uh, legal advice <laughs> or you want to gamble your face off, just you know, use these services, right? I like it. Because a you guys and, and then I do a, a special RJ and Ange edition of, of Stump Rothenberg. Yeah. Because you guys during the week on DCR from five A to eight A you do a getting to know you segment uh, of you know one of the co-hosts co per co day. Yes, so we can do that with RJ and Edge. I like, I, I it. like it. I hope I, RJ I like is it. listening. I, I like it. You know what? Honestly, you and I. All right, DCR with you. Now, oh man, you know what? Ty. There we go. Great. I'm glad you turned that around so quickly. You know what's amazing to me? What's that? That that audio takes like days to get turned around here, and whenever I make a mistake, it's instantly available. It does not take days, days. to get turned like, around. Like I could I could say something genius, and it gets sent around on Tuesday of next week. But if I if I put my foot in my mouth, oh, it's available for the world to hear. By the way, so disappointed in you. Uh oh. Tr tr I mean, not really, but a little bit. Um, getting tweets all. Over. I want to give. Here's what I'd like to do. Many people credit for this. Oh, I get Hector Medina. Okay. Uh, Andrew Punsal, Dwayne, Drew, Lucky Lou, the Stonks Man, Sports Face Killer, my bro my buddy Billy, and my buddy Craig, who all reached out and said Fortnite is the game that you were trying to think of in the first segment, and you had no idea what I was talking about. And that's not to mention, and we actually had a few callers chime in and give me the answer. The question was Fortnite. By the way, I was screening calls at the time. That's number one. Number two, I, I'm not 13. I don't play video games anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, that, that's a shot at the video gamers. But uh, listen, Fortnite, I, I'm not familiar with the game. I, don't, I, I know of the game. My, my brother did. I was did. just looking for you to know of the game. Yeah. All right, listen, let, let, let's move past it. Can we move past it? Yeah, we can. All right. Can we get to some of these next calls and, and hear from the great Tom Thibodeau as well? Let's do it. All right. Here is Tom Thibodeau from the K Show. Was it yesterday? This was yesterday. Just just yesterday. So just if you didn't yesterday. hear Thibodeau on the K Show yesterday, let's take a listen. says he didn't pay attention at all to these preseason predictions. You know, to be honest with you, I never believe in any of that stuff. So, And I told them not to either. To me, uh, the most important thing is what we thought. And I felt if we did the right things each and every day, we'd have a chance to be a decent team. 
And so I was very fortunate. You know, we have a great group of guys to work with. We've got a great front office. And Jim Dolan has been terrific with us. So uh, it's been a, a, a great year thus far. And we know uh, this challenge will be a great one for us coming up in the playoffs. Yeah, listen, this is no slam dunk of a series, certainly. And that's why I just really wanted to take the day. And we can discuss the series as well against Atlanta, which is uh, the Knicks are underdog in the series. To have home court and be underdog, you know, as a 4-5 is probably somewhat rare. But I just want to, you know, because before we get to tomorrow night and game one and all the analysis and Larry on after breaking it down and the first word in sports, DCR, 5 o'clock on Monday morning, breaking it down. I just wanted to soak in the moment and discuss how excited we are right now about the Knicks. And, and the phones are open for the Nets fan as well. I don't want to get to the end of the show. It's, you never talk Nets. It's so unfair. What You're welcome. You're welcome to talk about the Nets right now. Let's get to some of the calls. James in Spring Valley. Good morning, James. You're up first on 98.7 ESPN. Mr. Rockenberg, how you doing, sir? The last time the Knicks were in the playoffs, I was a 22-year-old kid finishing college. And now you're 30. You're a, grizzled, you're, a, you're a grizzled, 30. hardened yeah. man now, James. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been through the ringer, Dave. I've been through ringer with these Knicks, but I'm very, very happy. I'm excited. Um, so i got to ask you this. And I personally did the Knicks on winning six games. That's just me. Um, it could go seven, but I got the Knicks in six. But what are the key X factors for the Knicks and the Hawks? Because that, that will ultimately determine the series. I think, uh, I think rebounding is huge in the series. Uh, I think rebounding is tremendous. I think Gibson and Noel are huge factors. Randall as well, but he's always going to rebound for you. But Clint Capella, and I said this yesterday on our show, and thanks for the call, James, he terrifies me. He does. He's a guy that can give you 15 rebounds a game, right? They rebound the ball really well, and that's something that worries me. You want to slow it down. You want to turn this into a grind. I think officiating is going to be big. Do they call it close to the vest, right? I mean, you want this to be allowed to be as physical as humanly possible this game, and hopefully that's the case. Because if it's not, and they call a lot of ticky-tack fouls and, and hand-check fouls and, and, and they call everything for Trey Young, this could be a long series. But the one thing I will uh, – a, a long series for the Knicks, meaning like they get run out of the building. Uh, I would be surprised if you don't see this thing go six or seven. If either team wraps it up in, in five or, or less – I would be absolutely stunned. You know what I think we should do, Ty? I like this. I just had this idea, and it should have been you because you're the producer of the show, but I'm, I'm wearing the, the, the dual hat today. Here's okay. my idea. Let's, you ready? Let's hear it. Every caller today that calls to discuss the Knicks has to tell us what was happening eight years ago in their lives. Oh, I like it. Right? So the first caller says he was 22. He was just out of college. Now, we, like, we should do that. Where were you when Roy Hibbert blocked Melo at the rim? I love it. Right, eight yeah. eight years ago. So where so eight years ago? So I'm 48 now. I was 40 years old at the time. Good job. Just f- shut up. <laughs> what is the matter with you? <laughs> Continue. Go ahead, man. No, I don't. I don't. I'm I'm walking through the process. I'm 40 years old at the time. I have a two year old. Right. I mean, my my life is so different. It's amazing to think. How long eight years actually Wait, is? If I'm not mistaken, you were still doing seven to midnight, right? Weekdays? I don't. I don't know. That's a long show. Oh my god, it was oh. interminable, and there was not a lot of commercials that were sold on the show. <laughs> so it would be like, I'd, you know, I do like a, a twenty minute opener, like, all right, uh, uh, 
Wow. All right, we're back in 90. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> How? That's a long show. And, and I remember those days. I was a big fan of the station before I got here. You killed it, as always. And look, So was... you knew who I was before you started working at the station? Yes. And Did you have a little fanboy in you for me? I had a, a, a fanboy for Michael K. Like, that was my guy. So, so when you met Michael, you were oh. very excited. And, and by the way, the first time I met Michael, you were also there. Now, be honest with me, and I don't know the answer to this, but be honest with me. Okay. The first time you ever met me, was I nice? Was I a jerk? No, what you, was were, I like? you were really nice to me. You actually really? took a picture with my, my now wife and I. Really? Yeah. And, at, like, every year, because I have the, the Time Hop app, every year, that whenever the anniversary of, of that picture is, it comes up. And I smile because it was a great moment. We were both excited. We were on our way to... Game seven of Rangers, was it? I Tampa Bay? Tampa, yes. Ugh. The Lightning. That Yeah, that game. Ugh. You guys had done like a special show. Ugh. And we were Awful. walking to the garden. Uh, we took a picture. It, it was great. But I was really nice to you. Yeah, you were, you were incredible. You were a nice guy. I, yeah, people don't like think this, so, but I am. This is not so, just a facade. You're, you're a, a, a really a facade. nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I always That's say I'm a nice guy. So, so give me that. So eight years ago, where were you? I was in college. You you were still an undergrad. I was still an undergrad. Oh my god! Twenty years old. So a, a mere baby. Had you met your your now wife then? Oh yes, I've known her since since uh, twenty two thousand seven. Wow, you know her for a very long time. Very long time. That, this is this is wonderful. That's fourteen years for this those. Is, this, what a, what a, what a love home. story we have here. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You know, let's let's look around the NBA a little bit here and and look at this series. We've we've kind of dissected the Knicks a, a good bit today, and we really haven't done a lot with the Nets. But here's here's the thing with the Nets. I and maybe I'm wrong in saying this. They should run the Celtics out of the building. This should be a series that they, if they don't sweep it, they win it in five. Like, forget about, are they going to lose this series? There's no chance they're going to lose this series. And I don't know if you agree with me, but that kind of makes this series, I don't know, there's not a ton of juice for this series for me. Like, it's it's all on Brooklyn. Right? Boston has no chance to win this series. If If Boston forces a game six, they've done everything within their power to win this thing. I just think that the, the Nets have until the Nets take on a team that can honestly beat them. I don't think it's a great storyline, and maybe that's what the fan base is thinking too. Why? Why am I going to go to a now? The Knicks fan would never do this, but why am I going to go to a, a, a game against Boston where they're going to run them out of the building, where I can go and save my money and go against a Milwaukee or a Philadelphia or the NBA Finals now? I'm not defending the Nets fan. It's not a tact I would ever take. I mean, if you're a fan of the team, you go in the postseason. But I, I think at this point, you've become probably a, a, a spoiled fan if you root for the Nets. See, the Knicks fan, it's, it's different. Like, this team has out, outdone everything you could possibly imagine. Every, everything you've got, you've fought for, and everything you will get, you're going to fight tooth and nail to be able to accomplish. The Nets are... That's a team that should should roll in this series. So so maybe to defend the Nets fan a little bit, they're thinking, listen, I, I can afford a game or two in the postseason. Why am I going to go and spend my money on the Celtics when I can go watch a legitimate series in Giannis or Embiid down the road? Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the right answer, but maybe that's the thought process. But I just don't – they don't, they don't have um, Jalen Brown. 
And Jason Tatum is a is a I mean a world class wonderful basketball player, and Kemba Walker is a nice player as well. But they can't compete with Brooklyn. Brooklyn's on a completely different plane than everybody. Bro- Brooklyn is so dynamic, and when healthy, and we've seen it, you know, very sparingly, but when healthy, almost on the verge of unstoppable. I've said it before, and we've had this conversation a million times. No one is beating this team in the Eastern Conference, and I know the 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 popular pick seems to be. Milwaukee, okay, that, 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 oh, Milwaukee, look out, Milwaukee, they, they, they added Holiday, and, and that's, that's, you know, that's a different kind of a, a feel, and now they can shoot better from the outside, and, and look out, and Milwaukee, Milwaukee really stands in the way, and my, really? Like, that's where we are, and I, I guess I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know, I, I, I think Giannis will have a series, because he's just, he's phenomenal, and I don't think they have anybody to slow him down, but, I don't see Milwaukee getting in the way of of Brooklyn if they move on. Ty, am I wrong here? Are you one of these Milwaukee? Oh, look out for Milwaukee. They they pose real threat to the the Nets here in the postseason. So maybe it's a, a prisoner of the moment based on the last two times these two teams played, but I do think the Bucks have the best chance to beat the Nets. I don't think they will, but they definitely are better suited to to have success this year as opposed to where they were last year. Upgrading from Eric Bledsoe, and now you have Drew Holiday. And Giannis, it feels like he's a better shooter. Um, I don't, I don't think they're going to win the series, but that's that's going to be fun in, in round two. I, yeah, I think no, it goes no, six listen, or seven. I, I think it's an entertaining series, but I've heard a lot of "Don't be surprised if Milwaukee gets the better of uh, of Brooklyn and they beat them." And cool. I just, I, I'm sorry, I, I do not see that. It's I don't strictly know, I don't because know how of size. It's strictly because of size. Like, they don't have anyone to guard Giannis. Yeah, but nobody has anyone to guard Giannis. But, I mean, the Sixers do. And, and oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's fair. But but he, here's the, the thing. The Lakers, the who, Sixers do. Who does, who does Milwaukee have to slow down any of the three that Brooklyn has? Yeah, they don't. They I don't mean, you, no, and that's the thing. Nobody does. I think there's any team can probably slow down one of them, right? If you focus and you put all your energy and your mindset of slowing down one of the three, you can probably accomplish that. Maybe you can accomplish that. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday can make life hard for Kyrie Irving, but James Harden and Kevin Durant, yeah, there, there's no one that they have on that side that's gonna uh, put up too much resistance against them. Like, even though it's gonna be the playoffs, you don't see this team scoring 125 points a game. Oh, easily. Yeah, <laughs> they can roll out of bed and do that. They're gonna score. I mean, so so unless and and you think Milwaukee's gonna score 130 points a game? Not a game, but I think they can in a few games. Okay, that's fine. But Brooklyn's gonna score 125 points every single game. Yeah, look, they're gonna win the East. But I like I don't I just don't I, I don't buy into this idea they're just gonna walk through it. That's not really how the well, playoffs you, you, work. What's what's your definition of walkthrough? Do they see a game seven in the East? No, they don't. So then then they're walking through it. So if you win you you'll beat the Celtics in four, but then you go six with Milwaukee and, and six with Philly, that's not walking through the Eastern Conference. That, that's uh, give me the scenario six, again. You you win no you're gonna, they're gonna win this series they're gonna destroy Boston five right yeah forget about that so this is a first round buy essentially you go to six with Milwaukee and then six with Philly that's not just walking through the East because that's two two heading into a pivotal game well, five well, no 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 is it two two heading into a game five yeah. or am I three one heading into a game five that's what I mean it's two two heading so into I'm, a big so game gonna, five all right so if I get one or two series where I'm two two heading into a game five. And I'm Philly, and I have that game at home, and I, I lose five and six. 
you know what? I'll, I'll give that to you, that, that they were tested. But if they're up 2 nothing, and then they go on the road and they and they split in Milwaukee and come back and lose a 5 and win a 6, that's not being tested. Yeah, that's not. But I don't think it's going to go that way. I, I think in one of those two series, at least one, you'll have a pivotal Game 5. And for the Nets, you hope it's if that's going to happen, it's Milwaukee because at least you'll have that at home. Whereas in the Eastern Conference Finals, you've got to go to Philadelphia. And they've been fantastic at home this year. They're terrific. And now you're going to have fans in the building, so there's going to be a legitimate home court advantage. But I just— But think I, about this. I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't think we get to the moment that you think we do. It's I don't tough. think we're ever 2-2 in a, in a series and we have a pivotal game five. Think about you got to go through Milwaukee, assuming they get past Miami, through Philly, assuming they get past you know Washington and Knicks or Hawks, and then through the Lakers, who I think are going to be in the finals. that That's tough. And you mean to tell me they're just going to win those series easily in five or six games? I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that— And I'm the biggest supporter of the Nets on the station. I think that they will have their way through the Eastern Conference and will never face a— I don't think they'll ever have a game where you say if they— I don't think they'll ever have their backs to the wall. I don't think they'll ever play in a game where if they lose it, you say they're in trouble. I, I I don't think that they will. I don't know. We thought the same thing about the Warriors a couple of years ago with Durant, and they almost lost that series against the Rockets. So yeah, but but the Rockets were immensely talented. They were. I know everyone. I, so I know everyone the Bucks. Loves Milwaukee. Who's the second best player on Milwaukee? Chris Middleton. He is a fantastic player. Like he's he's underrated. People yeah, just because I mean, of his is name. He legitimately a star. He, and Philadelphia. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't trust Ben Simmons at all. I mean, but he's still one of the 15 best players in the league. So you got yeah, two, but, but two in the, the thing. If I'm going up against Ben Simmons and I have to face him, you know, potentially seven times, if you can make a 15 footer and your team can beat us, have at it. I don't think he can do it consistently. I don't think so either. But I mean, with Tobias Harris having a career year, Seth Curry, like that team is pretty good. <laughs> they they're pretty they're, they're loaded. Pretty good for a normal garden variety Eastern Conference because this Nets team is not pretty good. Yeah, the Nets are all the Nets time. team is not pretty good. This Nets team has the offensive firepower that we've maybe never seen before in the history of the NBA. I'm just offering the other side because uh, for the most part, I'm with you. I think the Nets are going to they're they're going to get to the finals. I just don't know that it'll be as easy as you're making it out to be. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. They'll we, have we some will, resistance. We will revisit this as we move through the postseason. But yes, I I will. I am sitting here telling you, I don't think they're ever challenged. I really, I I don't think there's ever a moment where you say to yourself, now I think they could lose to the Lakers. They if the can. Lakers, if the Lakers are meeting them and healthy in the NBA Finals, I think that's a a battle of a series, and I think they could absolutely lose it. But I do not see the Nets before that NBA Final series. In a moment where they can potentially as an lose. NBA fan, I know we got to get this time. I am actually excited and I'm thrilled that they didn't get the one seed because now there's some intrigue. Could you imagine we're coming into this thing and they've got, with all due respect to Michael, they've got Washington in the first. Whoa, round. whoa, whoa! What <laughs> are we doing here? You know, stop, My, Michael. Honestly, we know you're from Washington. We know you root for 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 the football team and and the Wizards and the Nationals. You're gonna tell me that you really think that pathetic defenseless. <laughs> team in Washington would compete with Boston uh, with, with with Brooklyn stop it no I'm not saying they would compete but there's no need for the ricochet shot they lost going up against the Sixers Ty continue along please. okay uh, if they would have played the, the the Washington basketball team in the first round 
then with all due respect to the great Dave Rothenberg, the Knicks in the second round, and then, you know, Philly or Milwaukee, that's the path of least resistance. And you got home court advantage. There's no intrigue there. But now that you're the two, you've got to go through Milwaukee and Philly, the second of those series being yes. a road they, series, they, they and then the Lakers. They difficult route. Yes. They have a more difficult route than if they were the one and they took on the Hawks because they would destroy the the Hawks and the Knicks. So, yes, they have a a, a much more difficult second-round matchup and a a somewhat difficult Eastern Conference Finals matchup. But at the end of the day, the Nets will be standing. And I don't like them. I hope they do not win the whole thing, but I am hard-pressed to imagine. Why do you dislike them? I don't understand. I think they're unlikable. How are they unlikable? I, I I I don't like Harden. Why do you dislike Harden? I don't like the way he handled the whole thing in, in Houston. And I think in, in the big moment, James Harden is not a clutch player. I'm sorry I don't. Okay. Um, I think Durant, the, the, the whole way he joined Golden State, I didn't love. Yeah, but and, you wanted uh, him here. Kyrie Irving, I'm, I, I mean, you, you can't ask how I don't like Kyrie Irving. Even after what happened with Golden State, you were begging him to come here to, to join your team. Well, but, but yeah, but the, the, the Knicks were, they stunk. Yeah, but I'm saying you were able to excuse I, I that. Don't, I don't. Di- I don't necessarily dislike Kevin Durant. I don't like the, the joining the Golden State, but going to the Nets is is neither here nor there. <laughs> okay. But Harden, I don't like, and, and Irving, I I really dislike. Okay. Is there a team in the Western Conference that you dislike? Because I want to see those two teams get in the finals. No. Okay. No, I actually like every team in the West. <laughs> every, every single I, team. I, every single team in the West. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Well, let's see what you can do. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by the law offices of Andrew M. Cohen. Ty, how about this? We take Stump Rothenberg on the road. We perform at weddings and, and bar mitzvahs and baby showers, and you, you can hire Stump Rothenberg for your event. <laughs> you can hire Stump Rothenberg. Yep. How much do we charge an hour? Can I be a part of this experience? You would, you would be the, the producer of it. And I get paid just as much as you. No, no. Stop it! <laughs> you no. mean? But I would, I would, I would certainly make sure you would pay well. But I have to. I, I'm a part of the screening process, and one would yes. argue that's the most important phase of the of the second. Yeah, that's right. Because without me, it's just call and have your call screened by Ty Butler. Yeah, yeah, that'd be thrilling. I mean, you you wouldn't believe that the calls I had to turn away today. I don't like, doubt it. Last some, some real beauties, huh? It was just, I mean, not good. And it's frustrating because you listen to the segment. And you know what a, a good trivia segment sounds like. So so why would you call with a, a ridiculous question? But well, I love that. I love that. Uh, uh, Woj tweeted about LeBron. I said before there's zero chance that he is suspended for these games or, or not allowed to play in these games. And Woj said? LeBron James won't be suspended for the yeah. protocols violation, sources tell ESPN. Yeah. You don't say, Woj. Yeah, what a, what a shock that happens to be. All right. Uh, are you ready to go here? Are you right. going to update us on the standings? 165 and 42, baby. 165 and 42. Round one, as it always is, just, just pure questions, wherever you want to go. Round two, we'll start that way, and then we'll morph into where did this guy go to college. Steve in Brooklyn, lead us off, Steve. You're on Stump Rothenberg. I haven't had a crack at the Daily Double in a few weeks, so maybe today's the day. And we'll see what we can do here. 
Okay, baseball. Um, yep. Earlier this week, Kyle Seeger played in his ninth no-hitter, tying him with Reggie Jackson and Felipe Alou for second all-time. Who holds the record having played in 11 no-hitters? 11 no-hitters. Huh. I don't think I... Well... So he has to be in the lineup, right? So it so it can't it can't be. Um, so it's got to be a position player because it's not going to be a Nolan Ryan, right? Yes, Where he just yes. happens to be on the it's not, team. It's not a pitcher, exactly. Yes, it, it is a position player. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I think they have it there anyway. I don't think I know. Um, it's eleven. 11, yep. Felipe Alou, Reggie, and Kyle Seeger all with nine now. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have. I think we're gonna start out 0 and 1 here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a, a guess at this. Um I will say it's not like some old, old, old timey so guy. It's, it's a guy played. that everyone has heard of. You've heard you've heard of this guy. Not everybody, but you've definitely heard of this guy. I definitely have heard of this guy. Um I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say Gary Sheffield. That's final? Final guess? Yeah, it's a final guess. All right, this one is tough. Burt Campanaris. Burt Campanaris. <laughs> With the Angels, Burt Campanaris. All right, so Steve gets to go on hold, and he'll, he'll participate in round two. That's 0-1. Very disappointing. Very tough question, by the way. Uh, good question, but tough. Robin Greenwich. Rob, you're on Stump Rothenberg. All right, I'm not going to ask how you're doing because we all know, but I'm excited. Yeah, I don't want to tell you how segment. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing well though. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> all right, I'm going off the board here. Okay, you ready? Well, what, what what's your topic? What is the uh, random general consumer history? <laughs> okay. What it? What is the first item to be scanned with a barcode? I've heard this before. Um, I've heard this before. Oh, God, what is it? I think it's gum. Is that your final answer? Yes. Gum. Final answer, yes. It's pack of Wrigley's gum. You got it. All right, there we go. And I think it's like in the 70s at some point. All right, we're back. We're one and one. Whew. Uh, tough questions today. Chris in Bridgeport. Chris, you're on uh, Stump Rothenberg. Have at it. Hey, Dave. So there are two pitchers in the Major League Baseball right now that have more than 200 wins. One of them is John Lester. Can you name the other one? I can, but it's going to take me a, a moment to figure this out. So John Lester has more than 200. I don't think Scherzer has more than 200. Um... More than 200. Justin Verlander. You got it. There we go. All right. That is two and one. All right. We've rebounded beautifully here on Stump Rothenberg. Let's go to um, let's go to Fran in Massapequa, who's just going to weep over how much he loves this segment. Good morning, Fran. Good morning, Dave. How are you? You're, uh, you're, you're incredible at this, and I just want to say, 
once again, you've come up with an absolute fabulous idea. For you to take this on the road and go to parties, you will make a fortune. A Do you fortune. know how many people would want you at a party? How much it would, would you, honestly, absolute... give me a number. How much would you pay to have me attend a party that you were throwing and do Stump Rothenberg for an hour? Well, it, it, it depends because you're worth every penny. So, I mean, I could go anywhere from 500 to 1500 something like that. I mean, maybe two days. You know, it depends. Your, your talent is worth what you think, you know. So you'd have to set the price, and then people – I don't see how they wouldn't do it. I mean, it's, think about having a party, like like a pregame – you know, a party, and then you're going to watch a game or something. You come for an hour. You'll knock the place out of the – I mean, it's I incredible. If we, it's, got, it's, if we got two, if we got fifteen hundred and I paid you two fifty, you wouldn't do that, Ty. Yeah, I would do it. Cash. Yeah, yes. we should do this. We should start this. Take take the show on the road. Dave, All right, Sal, what do you got? Dave, it's an absolute. It's an incredible idea. I mean, you, that's what makes you who you are. You you just you 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 you're for the fans and you're you're just brilliant. But listen, uh, brilliant, Fran. Had, Fran, had, come on, we need my, your question, Fran. We got to move it along. All right, real quick. Okay, my question is, what? Major League Baseball Park hosted the first All-Star game. All right. Is it, I guess the question is... Now, I wanted to ask you what year, but I thought this would be the better question. So, I think you're so it's tough Comiskey, to beat. It's, it's unreal. I think it's Comiskey Park, but I'm not 100% sure. But I, I'm convinced it was in the 30s. But I'm not sure. I'm sure it was in the 30s. I'm not sure that it was Comiskey. What else could it be? Could be the Polo Grounds, but I don't think they were first. You should have, like, the beat the clock music on when you're thinking it's incredible, make it a little. It was not, it's definitely not Yankee Stadium. I think it's Comiskey. Final answer? I'm going to go with Comiskey. Oh, my God. Do, do you know what year it was? I mean, you're just un, you're unbeatable. It's, it's amazing. I, I, I beat you last uh, two weeks ago, and I was I had, my day was made. Can unbelievable. I get the ding, please? You know what year it was? You're 100% right. It, it was, uh, I don't know, uh, mid to early 30s. Because that's what I wanted rate. to ask you. What year was the first All-Star game? Uh, like 31. You were in the right, the right area. It was like 31-ish. No, nah, it was, yeah, it was 33. That's what I wanted to ask you. But, uh, you know, I always got to go with Ty. I, I totally respect his, uh, you know, his, his the way he runs job. it. He does a beautiful job. Well, all right, listen, uh, Fran, we got to run. I appreciate the question. What are we now? Three and one, four and one. Where are we at? Three and one. Three and one. This is beautiful. You see what we're doing here? It's okay. Oh, it's beautiful. Let, let's go to um, Dave in Queens. Dave, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, thanks. Thanks to Andrew M. Cohen, yep. your staff, and um, his law offices. And at BetMGM Grand, thank them for me, please. Oh, I'm, I'm going to thank everyone right right when we for go to sponsoring this. Yeah, no, I will. Go ahead. Okay. Thank, thank you. Um, yeah. What U.S. state was Neil Armstrong born in? Um, to me, the most underrated American ever, by the way. Well, the most underrated legend. American ever. I, I love that guy. From, I, I, I believe day. he's from Ohio. Well, he went from Ohio to the moon. Yes, sir. From Ohio to the moon. All right, that's uh, that's four and one. And we are back for round two of Stump Rothenberg. Ty, tell the people, where, where are we at right now? We are four and one right now. Four, four and one. one. That's, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Oh, it's pretty good. What, what were you expecting on the day? I don't know. Like, considering us coming into today 
what's that? One hundred and twenty-three games over five hundred. Mm-hmm. I just expect you to be. I expect you to be a little better. All right, I'm like the Harlem Globetrotters. Let's I let's not get lose. Let, let's not get complacent here. Let's not. Let's continue along. Chris in Long Island. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave Reggie Bullock just finished fourth all time for the Knicks season per game three pointers. Uh, who's all time uh, threes made per game for the season for the Knicks? Give me this again yeah. now. You just want the average so, threes Reggie made Bullock, or the most Reggie three pointers? Reggie Bullock made 2.4 per game this year, fourth all-time. Who made the most all-time per game for the Knicks? Did you get it? I'm, I, I think I understand the question. I don't know that I have the answer. This is going to take a moment. You got it. I, I'm going to guess it's <coughs> – I think it's Starks, but I'm not sure. You know what? I thought this one might be a little too easy for you. You got it. There we Congratulations, go. Congratulations, Dave. Thank you very much. That's um, that's five and one, uh, Ty D. Butler. Let's continue along. Dino in the car. Dino, you're on Stump Rothenberg. All right, let's make it five and two. Oh, um, confident, Dino. Very confident. You you know it, baby. Um, All right, what do you got? So, which MLB player has committed the most errors? In the history of the game? You got it, baby. Um, whew. well, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to have to be a shortstop. Is this is this a modern day player, or is this going to be someone in like the 1800s? Oh, come on! You want the hints too? No, no. no. I, if this is going to be someone in like 1894, I'm not going to count this question. It's older. He's older. He's older. He's older. He's an older player. No, then then this is no good. This is a, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm, Ty, we're not starting in, in like like the 1800s, and you and you know that that's that's hey. fair on my part. But what what's the answer? This doesn't count. But go. What's the answer? What do you mean doesn't count? It doesn't count. Long. No, stop it. No, I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to no, hear. It. I don't want to Dino's Dino. not happy with you. Uh, that's that's repulsive. To be fair, that's repulsive. It's, you it's can't ask an you cannot ask an 1800s when it wasn't even the real game of baseball. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. To be fair, it is an all-time leader. Stop it. This is, Have you ever heard of Herman Long? I was a big Herman Long You're fan. You're a big Herman. When, when he, did Herman Long play? Broke, broke into the big leagues in 1889. Stop I, it. I followed really? his career. No. I, Stop it. 16 Shame years Shame on you bigs. for allowing that question to get through. You want he, to be my traveling he, producer he, when he we take a, this on the road? He was a I don't know. Uh, that does not. Yankee, I don't even care what you say. Through and through. You know what I'm going to do? Yankee legend Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring in Chris from Beth Page. Chris loves Stump Rothenberg. Let's bring him on the air. Chris, you are such a fanatic. If you say that that question is a legitimate question, I will count it against me. I want your honest assessment of that question. Don't let me down, Chris. Chris, I want your honest assessment. 100%, yeah, 100% not legitimate at all. You can't go back because back then, you know, you could count home runs. Guys used to bounce the ball over the fence for a home run. They didn't you, count, you know what I'm saying? Like Thank you can't you. go back. Thank you. I think Herman I think Long. modern baseball begins in 1903. Thank so you. So you got to go you. from modern baseball. Thank you, Chris Page. The floor is yours now. Embarrassing, Ty. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, only actor who was ever nominated for a best actor and a best supporting actor in the same film. Only time it ever happened in Oscar history. Give this question again. All right. Only time in Oscar history was an uh, actor nominated for 
the best actor award and the best supporting actor for the same role in the same movie. You think I've heard of this guy? Yeah, you should have heard of him. Um, he he won for best supporting actor. I'll tell you that he did win for the best supporting actor. And the guy who was in the same movie with him won for best actor, who's very famous. Really? So, so I, I'm thinking it was Pacino, but it's not going to be Pacino because I know he won. It was be- before yeah. that. Before Pacino. I don't think I know it. Uh, if I you, gave you the movie, would that you want to hint with the movie? Well, I don't think it counts for me, but I'll I'll because yeah, I don't All know right. it, so I'll, I'll take the hint and we'll see if I get it. All right, going my way was the movie, nineteen forty-four. So it's, ba- it's Barry Bing Fitzgerald. Then? There you go, Barry okay. Fitzgerald. Yep. Yeah, I did, he's I nominated for best actor and best supporting actor. Yeah, uh, and he won best supporting, right? But didn't win best actor, I believe. I believe. All right, so that that's a loss. Uh, <laughs> He can stay on the line, and he can play round two, which we'll do right now. So we finished at, what, five and two? Five and two. All right, that's not bad. So let's go. Uh, Rapid fire, where did this guy go to college? You ready to play, Ty? Let's do it. All right, let's go back to Steve in Brooklyn, who stumped me uh, in round one. Steve, you get to play in round two. Go ahead. I do got to start with one fact-checking note from earlier. John Lester, 193 wins. It's Zach Greinke with 212. Well, you messed up the question. Then whoever asked the question messed it up, not me. No, of course. I'm saying, guys, you know, get, get your facts in order. They got to do their research. I got the Verlander part of it right. Okay, okay. go ahead. Yes. Longtime Portland Trailblazer, Jerome Kersey. Jerome Kersey. Did he go to Longwood? Someone went to Longwood. Um, Ker- No, it might have been Duckworth that went to Longwood. No, maybe it was Kersey. Uh. Kersey went to Longwood Longwood College, I believe. The, the daily double's impossible against you, Dave. You got it. Longwood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there we go. Let's move uh, quickly through. Let's go to uh, Hawkeye, Long Island. Good morning, Hawkeye. Good morning, and shout-out to my fellow Bethpage resident, Chris. Um, from the NFL, Eddie McGill. Eddie McGill? Do I even know Receiver who Eddie with McGill the Cardinals. Is? Oh, was he a tight end? He was a tight end. And yeah, he went to Western Carolina. Correct. Yeah, there, there you go. I couldn't even think of who Eddie McGill was for a minute. All right, uh, let's go to Sal and Duchess. Sal has a college version of the game. Yep, I got Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace went to, uh, did he go to Virginia Union? I think he was in NAI. I think he's Virginia Union. 100% right. That's see right. you later, buddy. Now, see you later. Uh, Chris and Beth Page, let's see if we can sweep through all the callers on the college edition. Go ahead, Chris. Gary Clark, wide receiver Redskins in the 80s. Gary Clark, wide receiver Redskins in the 80s. Now, I don't think he was part of the fun bunch. Yes. Number 80, if memory serves correctly. It's either Towson or James Madison. I believe he went to – I think he's James Madison. You got it, James Madison, Dave. Good job. There we go. All right, uh, Ty, you're up, my friend. All right, in honor of Ben Wallace getting into the Hall of Fame, we go with one of his teammates, Lindsey Hunter. Uh, was he Jackson State? 
Lindsay Hunter. The Mississippi Valley State. She's one of those schools down there. Oh, God, where did Lindsey Hunter Take your go time. We have all day, my friend. Oh, I know. Uh, I think he went to Jackson State. And you would be correct, my friend. Okay. Tell him to. All right. Okay. Uh, C.J. Watson. C.J. Watson, the uh, the guard that played with the Jazz for a little bit. C.J. Watson. Nah, he, he never played with the Jazz. He played with the Bulls. The Warriors? Yeah, he was okay. a Warrior. Uh, uh, he went to a big school. He went to Tennessee, I think. He did. Yeah. 11 and 2, baby. You done? Uh, Kenyon Martin. Oh, Cincinnati, stop it. <laughs> 12 and 2. Bryn Forbes. Who did you ask? Bryn Forbes. Oh, Bryn Forbes, currently in the NBA right now. Correct. Uh, I think he went to Michigan State. He did go to Michigan yes. State. And we end with his teammate, the underrated Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton? I think he went to a big school. Did Chris Middleton? I think he went to Texas A&M, right? Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. 14 and 2. There we go. Is your performance today, my friend. Is that it? Great job. Mike, do you have anything to add or we're going to finish at 14 and 2? I have two quick ones for you. Since okay. we were talking about 8 years ago, I went to the 2014 NBA draft. I love so you. So first we this have great. See, you're so timely. <laughs> I doesn't take this kind of research and and thought that oh, goes Lord. into it. Go ahead, Mike, please. Oh, we have Jordan McRae. Oh, God. Jordan McRae. He was a big guy, I think. Um, Jordan McRae. I'm shocked he went with Jordan McRae here. I think he went to Tennessee also. Yeah. And then All we right. also have Spencer Dinwiddie. I think, is he Colorado? I should know this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident he went to Colorado. Yeah, that's right. All right, and there you we have it. You see, so Mike, that, that you see what he did there? He had to weave in a, a, a former Washington Wizard. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Jordan McRae. Yeah, that's okay though. That was a decent question. I see what he did there. Six, is that sixteen and two? That's sixteen and two. Uh, I mean, do you realize what you get to work with on a weekend weekend? I don't basis? know. Tell me. Give me more. Uh, no, I don't have time. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I want to get into baseball. We'll do it in a second, but quickly, let's go to Brian in Westchester. Brian, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Good, um, I have a quick question regarding the Knicks. Um, I was just wondering, over the last couple of years, obviously, you know, it seemed like no big-name free agents have wanted to, you know, come to New York despite what everybody says about, you know, hey, the market, New York, and it just seems like that's been lost on, you know, a lot of free agents over the last couple of years. And I was curious if you thought that the success that the Knicks have had this year, regardless of how, you know, they do in the first round of the playoffs, if you think that that's going to entice maybe some bigger-name free agents to start uh, considering, you know, coming for the Knicks. I think it's already done. I think it's already done. I, I think this has been a tremendous success. I, I think it does not matter what happens in this postseason to know that the Knicks are now relevant, not the laughing stock. And if you're a free agent that's looking to go somewhere, this would absolutely be on your list of teams. And they have money and they have draft capital. So 100%. We'll hear from Mattingly and Kershaw in a moment. Ty, I don't think you gave nearly enough credit. Uh, Saul Good says, Ty is just being a bad guy. I'm in and a whole lot of people would attend. I'll even help promote it. 
Love Stump Rothenberg. I'm just skeptical, man. Ryan Hamill. I'd buy five tickets right now to a live Stump Rothenberg. So, se- so send the money, man. Cash app it to me right now. Stop it. Put your, put your, yeah, we have to set it up. Money you know what? Maybe, maybe you're not the right guy to, to, to run points <laughs> I'm on just this. joking. No. Can we have a little fun? No. You this guys are so sensitive segment. these days. So sensitive. How many people do you think would attend? You think 500? No, I go under. If we, we set the over-under at 40, 499 and a half, I'm going under. You really are a questionable guy. I'm just, eh. I don't think you're the right person, to be honest. So Mike, find, are you interested in, uh, in taking Stump Rothenberg on the road with me? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. and you're not going to give me negative vibes like Ty is, right? No. No. Yeah, I, th- I think we might have to make this change. We're going to have to go back to the offices and, and think about it. Let's go to Cullum in the Bronx. Cullum. Good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Call Talk him. to you. So um, I wanted to just go into a little bit with baseball. You uh, you talked about it earlier about yep. how how everything's changed and how everything is, is different now with pitching and how they dead the baseball and everybody's swinging for home runs. But I think there's also a big issue with injuries-wise. If you're telling pitchers – to, you know, throw your absolute hardest, and you're telling swingers to swing your hardest and swing to the fences every time. Like, you, you put a guy like Giancarlo Stanton out there who could probably bench press 400 and probably is one of the strongest players in baseball, if not the strongest. If you tell him to walk up there and swing your 100% hardest every single time, how could you not expect injuries? How could oh, you not expect on. more the Tommy guy, John surgery? How do you always call him? He's always hurt. He doesn't even play the field. Yeah, His but, entire role is to go to, to go at bat four times a game, and he can't even do it. He can't run the bases. Yeah, I mean, you're terrified with it's, everything it's with this guy. I agree. It's atrocious. He had one complete season with the Yankees, and I think since he's gotten to the Yankees, I think it's been pro- progressively getting worse with, oh, launch angle and home runs and more and more home runs and, and swinging for all this stuff. And I think that's making his situation worse. I don't. I think the Yankees are genuinely is a detriment to what he's doing right now and all, all league around. You look at that. I, I, I got to tell you, and I Mets. love baseball. Everybody on their team is injured. I love Cullum. I love it. Thanks for the call. I love baseball. I think they have a major problem. A ma- Listen, I love the no hitter, but it's at what point are you like, all right, I, I've seen so many. Really, really. At, at what point is it just like, all right, enough is enough is enough. You know, I I love I love a no hitter, but I mean, Kluber was great. I mean, Kluber was this close from a perfect game, and and John Means was was literally this close from a perfect game. But six no hitters in the first two months of the season, it's all right. I mean, every night you look, it's like oh, no hitter alert. How often do you get that? No hitter alert. Check it out. No hitter alert. Look out. Turn on turn on the 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 Texas Rangers Mariners game. You got a no hitter going on. Spencer Turnbull has a no hitter. Look at it. Be aware. No hitter. No hitter. I don't know. It, it just it, it doesn't have the same vibe to me that it once did. It's too much. I mean, you, you had a no hitter the same night. You had a no hitter. I think you had a two hitter and a three hitter. It's it's it, the, the pitching is dominating right now. You, you had the Mariners last week as a team are hitting one ninety nine. They lost sixteen one last night. They're, the players are they they swing for the fences every single time. And again, you know, I'm not like a, a borderline baseball fan. I love it. I thought the Yankees game was very entertaining last night. I thought the Mets game was entertaining, but it's it's enough. It needs more action. There's no action in the games now. All right, let's let's take a listen uh, to Clayton Kershaw, who's one of the best pitchers of this generation, who seems like he's turned off by where we are with baseball as well. Here's uh, Clayton Kershaw. 
It's not good. I'll tell you that. I think uh, whatever the intention was with the new ball or whatever it may be, it's it really hasn't done anything. Um, I, there might be less home runs, which I guess they want, but I don't know the stats on all that. But I do know the strikeouts are the same. And I think I saw some stats for April that it was the worst hitting month in the history of something. So no hitters are cool. And no, like, you know, I, I have all the respects in the world for Corey Kluber and Bum and all those guys that have thrown no hitters. But to have one happen every night, it seems like is not is probably not good for the game. You know, fans want to see some hits. And I, I get that and some action and not many people striking out. So I, I appreciate the intent that MLB has tried to do, but I think it seems like they missed the mark so far. We'll see. I don't know. And he's a soft-spoken guy. Like, he's not hammering it, but you, you can tell he's not happy about it. And, and that's what it is. He says it, and he's right. I mean, you have a no-hitter seemingly every night. You had, what, four no-hitters in, in 15 days? I mean, hit for the cycle. That's that's a rare feat. A no-hitter at this point, it's like, and I'm not saying it's not an impressive feat, but when you get it consistently, it's just, it, it loses a lot of the entertainment value in my mind. Let, let's go to the phones. 800-919-3776. Jill and Lindbrook. Jill, you're next up on 98.7. Uh, hey, Dave, it's uh, Joe. Sorry about that. I wasn't actually on the phone. Um, <laughs> no, no, hang, hang, the, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a moment here. Hang on, hang on a moment. Yeah, go ahead. Joe, you would agree that Jill is a is a woman's name, yes? Uh, generally speaking, I would agree, yes. yes. So, so how did we have the issue where you said Joe? I... <laughs> Clearly, you're a man. I'm in a car. I don't know. But if we're but gonna, but still, we still. Tie. It's a it's a ter- Joe. I I apologize on behalf of all of us here at 98.7 ESPN. Continue along. It's Joe. all right. It's all right. No 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 harm. Um, you asked when when is it going to end? I not until Degrom or somebody in the Mets gets one. Hopefully this season. Because if we don't get one this season, it's never <laughs> going to happen again. I know we have the Johan one from a few years back. Um, but you know that's. I'll keep watching them as long as we get one. If we don't, and there's like 20 no-hitters this season, the Mets still can't get one. I just, whatever. Yeah, We're God knows with the Mets. Curse, I guess, but. Right? I mean, the Mets, <laughs> how, how many guys have anyway. the call, Joe? How, how many guys have the Mets had that have not got great pitchers that have not gotten the no-hitter with the Mets, and then they, they go elsewhere and they get the no-hitter? You had it with Seaver, right? You had it with uh, Dwight Gooden. Um, and again, Kluber was great. I just think when you see that many no-hitters, it, it, it loses the impact. It does. Alvin and Elizabeth. Alvin, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, man? I love the show. I hey, appreciate um, it. I don't understand. Oh, sorry about that. Hey, um, I don't understand this, um, that the batters are not hitting. Are you guys looking at the scoreboards? Like, maybe I, I'm, I'm confused. I mean, if you go through yesterday's scoreboard, I mean, look, we got Baltimore versus Washington, 2-4, to four. Boston versus Philly, 11-3. to I mean, you look at the, you look at the, at, at the, at the scores, I mean, they're through the roof. I mean, yesterday – I think yesterday. Wait, so, was, so you're um, you're gonna. I mean, the Yankees win two one, the Nationals win four two. But you're. I, I mean, the, the Pirates put up a run. Yes, teams can score runs, but you don't consistently have a lot of hitting. And I like a good yeah, pitcher's but, duel. I'm not opposed to. I I think it's. I actually would prefer a good pitcher's duel. But when it's always strikeout or home run, it's just it's not entertaining. Yeah. It's not. No, it's definitely it's definitely not. You're absolutely right. But I think. I think that the batters will adjust. This is, a, you know, baseball has a, you know, such a long season. I mean, the bat, the pitchers right now are 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 definitely dominating them. But I think that this is just this is a, a temporary thing until the batters starts realizing, like, hey, listen, guys, this home run thing is not helping. We're looking bad out there. 
we got to go out there and start hitting, you know, start hitting the ball better. I think it's just temporarily. I don't think it's going to be. I don't know. I feel like we've been heading down this road for a while, Alvin. Uh, I don't know about it. I don't think this is temporary. First of all, the pitchers are enormous. Um, they, they, there's so much studying up. You don't face the same pitch. It's not like the pitcher wears down anymore. You know, it's not like the pitcher is at 111 pitches in the seventh inning and all of a sudden he's not the same pitcher. You throw 87 through five and now you get another guy that throws 98 coming out of the bullpen. So I don't, I don't think this is a, a, a temporary issue. I think this is here to stay. Tom in Manhattan. Tommy, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Good. What's going on? Hey, man. So I, I, I've, been finding myself getting increasingly frustrated with baseball for the fact of if we go back a couple of years or the last maybe last 15 years it's all been been about the baseball writers being judge jury and executioner on who can and can't get into the hall of fame and who enhanced their playing with this or that or or you know everyone is, is judging these guys based on whether they tried to get a leg up on the game but we all turn the other cheek when baseball goes ahead and says, yeah, we're going to use a different baseball, and this is going to make more no-hitters, or we're going to juice up the baseball, and this is going to make the ball fly out of the park. No one has any problem with, with those guys' stats, but you, you see these guys who maybe or maybe didn't uh, help themselves a little bit throughout, throughout the decades, and, and they, they go on this blacklist as if they were never part of the, the sport. Yeah, something's got to change, and I appreciate the phone call, Tom. The, the, the system is broken, and we need more offense, and we need legitimate offense. We don't just need home run to strike out, like doubles and, and triples and, and singles and the stolen base. I mean, things need to change in the game. And they're trying, like, they're slowly trying. And, and you know what? The strike zone is disgusting. I mean, there's never a game that you watch where you're, you're not wowed by. And, and I get it. I mean, to be sitting behind the catcher and having a ball go 98 miles an hour and needing to judge whether or not that's actually a strike or not. But this this box, the strike zone box that every game seems to have now, how many times do you watch where you're like, well, that was right on the border. That that was with, well within the strike zone. That's not called a strike. You saw it last night with Trevor May. I mean, he was becoming incensed. It's, it, I think it's bad for the game. I, the, the robo strike call, I would like to see. It doesn't eliminate the umpire. The umpire still needs to be there, but the robo strike call, I would like to see. 800-919-3776. We'll hear from Don Mattingly in a moment. Uh, Ty, I got, I got to be honest. What, what, a, what a hideous job by you that was. I know what you're going to say. The guy's name was Joe, and you wrote Jill Here, on my call screen. Here's the problem. No. Re- why, just when, fall when on the sword, your please. Name, when you tell me your name, I make sure to repeat it back to you at you least three times. You thought the man's name was Jill? Listen, I'm not going to judge the man for, for his uh, choice in names or his parents choosing you know, what his name is. Have you ever heard a man named Jill? Who, who knows? I mean, we've seen worse, That's right? got to be more Mike? than let me say it back to you once. That's got to be like, sir, can you, madam, can you please spell your name? I don't know, Mike. What do you think? I think he, I'm saying this right, Peter. Stench in Mamaronek. You're on ESPN New York. How are you, sir? Oh, hey, no, it's uh, Bennett. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It no, happens. I repeat no. it. I said, okay, Jill, where do you say he was calling from? Linbrook, right? Yeah. Jill and Linbrook. Yes. What do you want to say, Jill? But, but, but you, All right, you Jill. heard a man's voice on the other end of the phone, right? He said his name was Jill. You heard, you heard a man's voice? Yes. Say, you know what, Jill, can you spell that name for me? No, that, because that yes, can be J-O-E, offensive. J-O-E, and then you would have been sick. <laughs> that can be offensive. I don't want him to think I'm— be offensive. I don't want him to is think it, he's say, being judged. Is it Jill with one L or twos? No, no, you idiot. It's not Jill. It's <laughs> Joe. Hey, Jill, what do you want to say today on the show? 
Hey, this is what I want to say. All right, Jill. Um, is that all for us? Yes. Okay, Jill, just hang tight. We'll be right with you. He had a Thanks. deeper he had a deeper voice than Don. That was not Jill. He said his name was Jill. Oh and I repeated God. it back to him multiple times. So He said his name was Joe. No, he said you Jill. You misheard him. You said, all right, Jill, is he that it? He confirmed it for yes. I'll, Look, I'll, I'll wear it. That's fine. It's a bad job by me. But if I'm repeating it back to you multiple times and you're not correcting me, then I'm inclined to believe that, wait, wait, that's but, what but your here, name here, is. Here's the thing. I agree with that. Like... But but when it, it's so outrageous, you need to say, you know I what? Want to um, call can you someone's me, can name you spell the outrageous. name for me, please? Jill, do me a favor. Spell oh, the name. Lord. Is this it two L's nigga. and Jill or, or one you L? You want me to be candid here? And particularly, no, no. Particularly right, yes. with the, the society that we live in now where there's a lot of, you know, offending happening. I don't want to be subjected to that. Stop I don't. It. I don't want to be subjected to that. Stop it. That's your name. That Whatever your name is, is, it's your name. That was clearly not a Jill. Uh, Abraham Palmero says, Ty is such a Debbie Danner today. Stump Rothenberg can potentially sell out an arena. 500 is lowballing it, to be honest. Sell out an arena. I don't know if we sell oh, out the garden, Lord. but you know what? We could try. <laughs> yeah, let's go to MetLife Stadium and uh, have you know, some I, fun. I, I, honestly, you're on the verge of being kicked off this extravaganza. Selling out you an are, arena? You're on the verge He's of being clearly kicked trolling off the Stump you. Rothenberg tour. He is clearly trolling you. Nope. Dude's got nine followers, and he and he None. he wanted to show up in your mentions just to troll you, and you no. fell for it. No. I Congratulations. You played you yourself. You are. You're miserable, and you are this close. From being kicked off the Stump Rothenberg tour, you played yourself. I'm gonna have yourself. Mike. I'm gonna have RJ. I'm gonna have Santiago. I thought you would want to. Clearly, this is too big for someone like you.